Are you looking for horror or maybe body horror or just a way to come up with some unique encounters that uh, would potentially exist either with undead or around undead? Well, you're in the right spot. Welcome back to the Game Masters Academy. This is the show where we strive to help you make every single one of your sessions great. Thank you for joining me. My name is Greg. If you're looking for tips and tricks when it comes to DMing, potentially uh, some rules that we could go over for beginners, uh, as well as dungeons, world building ideas, things along those lines, then you have found the right place and I am ecstatic that you are here. Currently, we are in the process of building a dungeon. Uh, One of the previous episodes talks about the step-by-step process to go ahead and do that. And we are in the phase of creating the monster teams. And so just the different encounters that will be uh, thrown at the party uh, throughout the dungeon are what we're going to be creating right now. And then obviously... Near the end, we will compile everything with a map and traps and all of that fun stuff so that way we can have a cohesive dungeon for the entire party. Today, we are going to be discussing zombies that are skeletons that aren't really zombies at all. I'll explain. But before we get into that, I did want to just mention, uh, please, if you would, like, subscribe, follow, download all of the fun stuff for the algorithms. Um, It helps get the show out to everybody and makes it much easier for it to uh, spread to everybody else. And so I appreciate each and every one of your efforts in that regard. Also, I have a Patreon where I do homebrew monster creation for some of the uh, custom worlds that we discuss in World Builder. Uh, If that sounds like something you might be interested in, swing on through and take a look. With that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into this week's Combat Corner Dungeon Edition. So, we've built a couple different things. um, A white team, a ghoul team, that type of thing. And what I want to do now is I want to present a group of monsters in a way that the party takes them as one set and so it's going to look like zombies that's what we want the the actual monsters to look like that's how we will describe them to the party but it's not zombies at all it's going to be skeletons that are infested with rot grubs and so there's not enough flesh left to really qualify as a zombie as the grubs have eaten it all off of the skeletons the skeletons are still animated The rot grubs are still going to be in the body, but it's an opportunity to utilize the skeletons for movement. And so let's uh, let's get into that. We're going to start off just looking at the skeleton. Uh, Skeletons are very basic. There's not much going on here. Uh, So just 13 uh, for armor class, 13 hit points. Uh, It does have 30 speed, which is really, truly the thing that we're looking for uh, on this particular creature. And we're going to have four of them. They have a short bow and a short sword. Uh, We're going to be utilizing the short sword more than the short bow. Uh, Challenge rating of one quarter, dark vision of 60 feet, and they are vulnerable to bludgeoning damage. So 
Uh, the cleric and or the paladin with a warhammer, anybody else along those lines is obviously going to be doing du double damage. Like all undead, they are immune to exhaustion and poisoned conditions, uh, and they're also immune to the poison damage. So the skeleton by itself is pretty much nothing, but we're going to add rot grubs to them. So a swarm of rot grubs is a one-half CR monster. Now, it is a swarm, and so it has the swarm ability, which means it can occupy another creature's space, hence it's going to be on the skeletons, and vice versa, and the swarm can move through any opening large enough for a tiny maggot. The swarm can't regain hit points or gain temporary hit points. The swarm, as opposed to a single creature, has a lower armor class, but it has resistance to piercing and slashing. It's vulnerable to fire. It has very, very um, low stats in pretty much all categories, including speed of only five. And so that's why we want to put them on the skeletons. So the skeletons basically act as a maggot transfer device. The swarm of rot grubs have uh, an uh, ability called bite. That's an action, I should say. Uh, zero to hit and has no reach. So it has to be on the actual, like it has to be sharing the same space as the, uh, the enemy that you're attacking or the player that you're attacking. It deals 2d6 poison damage and must succeed on a DC 10 constitution saving throw or be poisoned. At the end of each of the poison target's turns, target takes an additional 1d6 poison damage. Whenever the poison target takes fire damage, the target can repeat the saving throw, ending the effect on itself on a success. If the poisoned target ends its turn with zero hit points, it dies. So, what is a rot grub? It is a finger-sized maggot. So, if you've seen maggots before, they're tiny. This is a finger-sized maggot that eat living and dead creatures. Although they can survive on vegetation, they infest corpses and piles of decaying matter and attack anyone that disturbs them. After burrowing into a creature, rot grubs instinctively chew their way toward vital parts. Rot grubs recoil from flames, and fire is the main weapon against rot grubs once they're inside a body. Magic that neutralizes poison, lesser restoration, etc., can also stop them before they kill their host. So, if we are in a situation where we kill these guys, what I would do is have there be a single rot grub after you kill the swarm. And so the next section here is talking about what to do with a single rot grub. It has no stat block. So it basically forces a DC 10 constitution save or acts as though it is a uh, the, the same kind of situation that uh, the swarm does. It does poison damage of 1d6 at the damage at the end of each of your turns. Whenever the poison creature takes fire damage, they can roll again. And if he gets dropped down to zero, they die. So I like the idea. Anybody that's seen the mummy movie where the scarabs crawl under the skin uh, and then they like go to the brain or whatever and then kill the dude, uh, that's kind of the idea of what we're looking at here, except these are giant maggot worms. Uh, that are crawling underneath the skin. And so what we want to do, we want to get really, really descriptive with what's going on, with what the party sees, that type of thing. 
And this encounter is more about, I guess, body horror and psychological trauma than it really is about a scary enemy. Um, You know, a skeleton walks up to you and there's some grubs on it that uh, seem to be wanting to attack you now that they're close. Not a big deal. If you instead say something along the lines of, uh, you know, there's a skeleton that approaches with decaying strips of flesh falling off its body that seem to be infested with maggots. And as the maggots get close, they recognize living flesh and reach out towards you as a new source of food to consume. So I'm not saying it's the best description ever, but I'm sure you can find a way to incorporate exceptionally good descriptions to really add that creepy factor to this encounter. And we want to make sure that we do that. We want to go out of our way to add the flavor to make sure that this encounter is almost worse for the players than it is for the actual characters. And so the way that this encounter actually unfolds, it's still CR4, Uh, No, actually, it'd be CR3, which is fine. But the way that the encounter unfolds is you have four skeletons that are infested with rot grubs. And so they look like zombies. You know, the grubs potentially are moving underneath the flesh of the undead as it shambles their way towards the party. And as the skeletons attack, rot grubs fall off. And those rot grubs, uh, just like it said, single rot grubs pose a threat. Uh, They force a DC 10 constitution saving throw. The skeleton doesn't have to die for the swarm to leave, but feel free to do that. But don't really just do it right away. Wait until combat has ensued a little bit. So we've got these four zombie guys that are covered in worms not to be confused with spawn of caius that is definitely something we'll get to but that is not what this is you've got these skeleton zombie looking guys that are infested with the creepy uh grub worm things and as you're you know going through combat maybe uh, attacks that hit force a constitution save for the skeleton And then after the skeleton is down either completely or dropped to uh, almost being dead, then the swarm moves off of that body. And if it's already in melee range, it only has five foot of speed. So then it can then completely infest your fighter, barbarian. Maybe it's able to get to one of the back lines to somebody that has a lower constitution save. Once you've killed the rot grubs, Uh, I would have there be a single rot grub that spawns basically on the swarm's death once, maybe twice. That, hey, there's still still one kind of kicking and then have him, that, you know, the one little guy, force that constitution saving throw on whatever the party member is that's closest to it. Now, this encounter would take place, again, we're, we're creating an undead dungeon or a crypt. So I would have this be, you know, potentially in a larger room. Uh, and maybe there are some uh, caskets that are, or altars or something along those lines that are laying about that have been opened. 
and those bodies have been reanimated by uh, the big bad guy of the uh, crypt that we're looking at. And so this is a little bit of a larger space, and so it's going to be a little bit easier for the party to maneuver around and be able to, I don't want to say avoid the skeletons, but just you know do what they can to work about the, the space. Now, at level four, uh, it is possible that a cleric could turn the skeletons and have them all run away. And if that happens, that's totally fine, because if the party chases down the skeletons to defeat them, which they would have to do, they'd still get into melee range. And the skeletons aren't really the threat here of this particular encounter. So the skeletons are running away, they're in a corner, you chase them down, the skeletons don't really do a whole lot because they're trying to get away from you, and so what happens is you hit them and a bunch of worms fall off and land on you, and now you're infested with rock grubs. So it doesn't really change a whole lot if if that's the route that uh, the party chooses to take. The idea about casting lesser restoration, whenever a monster has uh, an ability that allows it to just outright kill somebody if they drop to zero, I always like to place that information within the location either before they get there or the location that they're going to. Just so that way they're prepared to know, oh, I should probably make sure Lesser Restoration is something that's available. This means that we need to ensure that there are stories or rumors of this type of thing happening and maybe the local cleric or doom guide or whatever has gone and taught the party what to do in this type of situation. Also, it's possible that if you're within the dungeon, maybe there's a journal of a party that has already died or succumbed to rot grub infestation and the uh, adventuring party that you're running the game for uh, comes across that journal and gains the information from that. The other thing that you could also do is that party of uh, Dwerger that we talked about a couple, such a weird word to say, that we talked about a few weeks back. Uh, we are going to go ahead and throw them into this dungeon as well. We'll I'll talk about that with their whole episode for them. Uh, but maybe they uh, they come across them and it either greatly damaged somebody or uh, killed one of their party members and so they could gain the information that way. Either way, whatever it is that you decide to do that fits for your campaign, I like to give them an opportunity to have learned about something that could just perma-kill them before it's just in their face, so that way they have a way to prepare for it. That is Combat Corner for the week. So I hope you find a a way to include that. Um, This is one of those things that can really... I don't want to say turn people off, but it can really get the creepy crawlies going. And so this would be one of those where you would probably want to have the conversation before you start the dungeon that there's things along these lines. Uh, If this is the type of thing that you would potentially be adding to your campaign, then uh, having the conversation about it uh, at session zero, so that way all party members are aware that 
you know, this is one of those things that's a little bit beyond just, you know, a goblin trying to stab you with a spear. And so we want to make sure that we are not turning people off to the game by including it without having them have some sort of foresight that it could potentially be coming. With that said, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week and upcoming weekend. I hope that you all have great sessions and that you find a way to incorporate some rot grubs and skeletons into your game to really uh, increase that lovely creepy crawly factor. I will see you all in the next one, and as always, let's let the dice decide.